Morning everyone, so today's podcast is just touching upon when somebody's words don't match their actions, which apparently, and I totally agree actually, is a huge uh, red flag for someone disordered, because that is disorder, isn't it? Someone saying something and not doing it, or doing the opposite, or, you know, things just not matching up. Um, I'm not going to go with the dead obvious ones, um, which would be like, for example, with a narcissist saying, I'm going to change, I'll be a better person, and I'm actually getting worse. These are just obvious. I want to go with the super covert um, times when these things just don't, it just doesn't match up. And as usual, I'll use examples of my own um, because from what I can gather, my narcissist number two in particular, Casanova Psychopath, overt narcissist, seems to tick so many bloody boxes that a lot of my listeners and readers and watchers of my YouTube videos go, oh my God, this has really helped me. This is just like my one. Um, so a good example is, and the thing is you don't miss these, right? You don't miss the, the subtle one day they say something, another day they totally act a completely different way. You, especially in the idolization and love bombing phase right at the beginning because you're not looking for anything. Um, you're not, <laughs> that guy just barked at my dog. He's really res- he's uh, looking for trouble if he wants to bark at my dog. Um, so, um, so um, it's okay, baby. Uh, so, right, so a good example is when I met my narcissist, number two, he, um, nothing, I'm just recording something actually. I could say something if you want me to, but I won't because I'm not rude. Um, so, oh God, absolutely crazy guy barking at my dog and then because I'm recording a podcast, apparently I was talking about him. Oh dear. Anyway, so there's evidence to any of my haters that think I've got an anger management issue or I'm a nasty person. I could have reacted very badly then, but I didn't. Um, right, so start again. So, um, words not matching, matching actions. So with an narcissist, particularly in the covert stage, the um, idolization, love bombing stage, you're not looking for this stuff. You haven't had any red flags yet. There's been no abuse yet. There's not been no discard yet. He's still shouting in the background. Um, there's been absolutely no indicators that you should be hanging on every word and waiting for the next slip up. And this is what this is how they get in, right? And they know they're doing this, right? They know, they know that they've said something on the Wednesday and on the Saturday, they, they're acting in a completely different way, but it's, it's very, very covert. So here's the first example. So my narcissist, um, number one, when he met me, the personality I was gifted was, oh, poor me, I've got all these psycho exes, I don't see my children, I'm such a good guy, I've changed my life around, no t- details was given at that point, changed my life around, I'm lonely and I'm looking for love. That was the persona I was given, right? That's somebody kind of empathic and quite sweet and almost vulnerable, isn't it? You know? Um, And I fell for it, hook, line and singer, because he didn't look like that, okay? Quite a big guy, worked out, but wasn't like football fit muscly, but like almost like he kind of gone to seed but probably used to have a good body mostly but you know manly and chunky and kind of you know old school Glasgow which I found quite attractive I always liked the bad boys but that's another podcast (coughs) I can still hear him shouting by the way oh god um anyway so I got this lovely big 
charming, sweet, vulnerable guy. Jump to once we've gone deep into the love bombing phase and he's starting to get confident. He says to me, like I visited, I went to have coffee with him. Oh, he's still following me. I went to have coffee with him and I said, uh, uh, he was trying the hand of me and he was, I'm just going to stand here if you don't mind because that man behind me is following me, shouting at me. Anyway, so that's a few minutes gap there. Lovely, handsome man, sort of saved saved my skin there because the shouty, dog barky, crazy loony guy was following me down the road. Um, and <laughs> so I thought I'll stand with this nice looking chap and give me a bit of fucking respite. Anyway, so carry on. So narcissist number two, a quick recap. Um, words not matching actions and we're not looking for these red flags. We're not looking for these subtle changes in personality. We're not looking for those little, oh, okay moments right because we're not yet in devaluation phase we're not yet in, in any form of abuse phase we're still learning about this person and we're eagerly absorbing all these things they've got to say and you know we're, they're mirroring us and we're mirroring them and it's all getting a bit intense and exciting anyway so went to his house for a coffee had absolutely no intention of doing anything i was coming to the end of my um, marriage with narcissist number one at the time but it just i just did not want to be unfaithful did not want there to be overlap but I was enjoying getting to know this man um, uh, who I called Jonathan in my first book Dangerous Normal People so let's keep calling him that so I was enjoying getting to know Jonathan I was excited I thought oh there's this lovely big kind of friendly guy who's clearly you know been through some stuff who is just opening himself up to me <laughs> um, and I was really attracted to that um, went for coffee and as you know he kind of he really put put it on quite thick this was the first red flag i ignored but it's the first one i remember really was um oops number two oh no this day has got even more complicated there's sort of that was my dog deciding to do a number two as i was recording let's hope that's it all over and done with how unprofessional of me right so um and he'd, he'd sort of started like overtly being almost predatory so sliding along the sofa to reach for me but this point we'd been friends for easily four or five months i felt safe but i felt as though i'd measured the risks enough that i could have coffee with this guy and walk away unscathed as in you know i wasn't going to do anything my boundaries were up He had absolutely zero respect for my boundaries. Obviously, if you read Dangerous Normal People or you listen to my podcast, those of you who are kind of avid followers and listeners will know this. But he he became intense, predatory, touchy-feely, wasn't taking no for an answer in regards to my body language. I was sort of shuffling along the sofa away from him and going, come on, jo-. I nearly said his name, uh, Jonathan. I was like, come on, I've, you know, don't, don't do that or something like that. I can't remember now. I was like, oh, I've got to go, I think I said. <clears throat> anyway, stood up to go took my mug into the kitchen to create a bit of space between us and he came up very close to me and he said you do know I'm gonna have you Lucy don't you now at the time and many of us are like this at the time I felt really not aroused is the wrong word but arousal can be a lot of different things I don't mean sexually aroused I meant like all my senses were heightened you know this person I I liked and I'd become friendly with and I was becoming attracted to sort of very sort of you know channel five movie you know you know idiots would call it romantic as I was at the time um more woke 
people would call it predatory, and it was. Um, but that is not remotely the man I met who was like, oh, I'm looking for love, per me, per me. You know, that's not, those are two different personalities. And these are, this, people are not looking for this because when we're getting to know somebody at the beginning, they're going to show us loads of different sides to themselves, right? And a lot of people don't really even know who they actually are. Like, they don't actually have a set personality. The world's gone fucking crazy, right? A lot of people can change from one day to the next. And, you know, particularly if they've been through trauma or crisis or chaos or have mental health issues. And usually we would let it go and we probably should let it go. You know, we shouldn't judge. But this guy had planted the seeds that he suffered from anxiety and stress and things like that so i was i was ready and willing to let go these little slips of the mask these little unusual um exposés of who they really were underneath i just thought that he was so into me like i put you know i, I kind of dismissed it i just thought he's so into me that he's like he's hype become hyper sexual and it's not that he is hypersexual he's a sexual predator you know, wasn't the first, wasn't, won't be the last. Um, and I don't, and this is the way he was. This is the way he is. I, I read his messages to other women and they would, they would start out with, I like you. That's nice, isn't it? To a picture of his cock. You know, this is what he, that, and that's, that's a Casanova psychopath. Narcissist, male or female, any gender, is these flips between what you want to, to see and hear and know, which is a nice, kind, gentle person, to something that they know you will be aroused by, which is this intense, sort of sexual, uh, flattering, grooming behaviour, right? Because most of us who are targeted by these types of beasts, we do want, we want to be charmed and seduced and like touched and to feel that the other person is so into us, they don't care about normal societal norms, you know, or boundaries or rules. And that's fucking movies and bad romance books that have taught us that that what he said was sexy and like wow when actually if I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends now they'd go whoa he sounds fucking like a keep do you know what I'm saying but my girlfriends are all a lot older than me or a bit older than me they're um they've streetwise at me they've been through what I've been through and we would all now go what a creep but back then before I understood what this was all about I was like wow he must really like me what a dickhead Do you know what I mean? so um that's one example and I would be urging anybody who listens to these podcasts who thinks actually I've met someone they seem really sweet really nice really kind but and it's that but that you need to really take notes of because that's the beginning of a red flag you know that's your brain um, and your common sense and your instincts and your intuition all going oh stop think right and we must we must listen to those because otherwise you end up like I did completely ignoring that and then all the other different little shifts and changes in personality that totally belied the sweet kind empathic lovely guy that I'd fallen for and, I, and, and those different types, the nice personality got less and less and less and the creepy, nasty, sexually dominant, predatory personality became more and more and more. But by then you're trauma bonded. By then you're, you're clinging on to those few nice, pleasant, wholesome memories. Um, and then you're using them to make excuses for all the horrible, yucky ones. And then by then you're an abuse victim. 
So this is a bizarre podcast and I apologise. <laughs> I apologise to people listening who are used to me being pretty slick and on it. But the, the man barking at my dog and then my dog decided to do a number two. Uh, I sort of, I don't know. Who cares? Maybe it could be a new style of mine. Thank you for listening. Please look up my books, L.W. Hawks. Be three books out, two more this year, hopefully. Um, find me on socials, Instagram, Cora, Twitter. And please do find my YouTube channel and subscribe. And thank you again for bearing with me with all the events.